Welcome to the High Vibe Podcast, a show created for women who want to elevate their health, mindset, and spirituality. I'm your host, Tori Nishino, corporate girl turned full-time online health and lifestyle entrepreneur. Join me every week for a high vibe conversation that will inspire you to live your best, healthiest, and most high vibe life. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, hello, my beautiful people. Can we all just collectively take a breath together? Let's just... I think we can all agree that this week has been a very uncomfortable, challenging, humbling, awakening one for many of us. And I also want to mention that this podcast episode is specifically more so for my followers and my people that are not in the Black community, but those of us that have undergone white privilege. I'm just going to say white privilege, even though I'm not white, but if you've undergone privilege because you're not black, let's just categorize that as white privilege and say that your hardships have not been because of the color of your skin that you've had in your life. And white privilege does not mean that you have not had hardships. It just means that your the color of your skin has not contributed to those hardships. And I think a lot of us are waking up in this community or we're waking up from our slumber to the realities of the world. And it's been shocking and it's been eye-opening and it's been uncomfortable for many of us. And I just want to talk about navigating this because I hear from a lot of people that they're scared to talk about this. They're scared to speak out. They're scared to offend people. They're scared to get criticized and ridiculed. And I want to share some of my thoughts, which is not the popular thought and the popular opinion. And I also want to share another influencer's thought on this because this podcast episode really stems after what happened on Blackout Tuesday. So Blackout Tuesday was a huge social media blackout where lots of people in solidarity were posting black squares. It came from two black women executives in the music industry to amplify the black community and the voices in the black community and the message of the black community. And it came out of good faith. And a lot of people posted black squares. And then there was a lot of ridicule and criticism for people saying that, oh, you you should feel good. And you posted a black square just for clout, but you've done nothing for this movement. And to me, I want to talk about why I think that that was the wrong message to send to people because maybe that black square was the first thing that they did in this movement. Maybe they've been scared to speak out. Maybe they have family that is racist. And their first movement and action in solidarity, maybe they've been doing things behind the scenes, but maybe their first public action on social media was posting that black square and now they've been ridiculed and criticized. And I do not believe that that is the right message that we want to send people that are trying. I don't believe that 
trying to criticize and chastise and be on our high horses is a message that we should try. We should try and welcome everyone that's trying and we can have these difficult conversations and teach each other and learn from each other and learn from our mistakes and do it from a place of love and compassion and empathy and not from a place of criticism and being on your high horse and trying to one-up someone, right? And I think you would only know your intention and that at the end of the day is the most important thing. So I want to share my post that I made the other day that has gotten support, but it's also gotten a lot of ridicule and a lot of criticism. And I knew it was going to get that, putting myself out there, collecting my thoughts. I knew that there was going to be people that didn't agree with my opinion. My hope was that if people didn't agree with my opinion, we could do it in a peaceful way, that we could have dialogue and see each other's different perspectives. But what happened was the people that didn't agree ended up attacking this post and ended up attacking me publicly and to me, it's just like, that's the message I'm not trying to share. Like, we're all on the same team here. Let's be better. Let's do better. And if you don't agree with someone and the way that they're expressing themselves and navigating this situation, have that conversation privately and have that conversation from a place of love and compassion, not from a place of you're on your high horse and you know better and you're more woke. Okay. Because when you come from that place and you're trying to shame people into not posting, you're trying to shame people into posting, then people are left confused and they don't want to take action. They don't want to speak up. They don't want to contribute because of fear of getting attacked. Okay. So I think all of us can do better in this movement. So here's my post that I want to share. I'm going to read it for you guys. It says, we need to unite, not divide. People that only posted black boxes yesterday, in quotes, you're doing more harm than good. People that aren't publicly posting about Black Lives Matter, in quotes, you're contributing to racism and white supremacy by staying silent. People that just now join the conversation publicly on their social media, you're just hopping on the bandwagon trend now. Why do so many of us get on our high horses and put others down when we need to unite now more than ever? Why are we creating divide and judging people that we think aren't doing it the right way? We need to love, not judge. You have no idea what those people are going through in their own lives. You have no idea if it took all of their courage to post that black square in solidarity because their whole family is racist. You have no idea if they are having meaningful conversations with their family and friends about race and white privilege. You have no idea if they are actively contributing through protesting, signing petitions, sending emails, calling their elected officials, and donating money to the cause, but just aren't posting about it on their social media platforms. We need to educate, not attack. I believe social media can be used as a beautiful tool to create awareness and help us unite on this important human rights movement for Black Lives Matter. I get this is a very sensitive and charged topic and most of us are outraged by what we're seeing happening. And when there's high tension and passion and anger, we don't always think and act rationally. So please don't take this as a personal attack if you're reflecting and realizing you haven't been acting in alignment with your core values. We need to inspire action, not ridicule inaction. Let's not create more division. Let's unite together. Let's accept where others are standing in this movement and not ridicule them for not doing things how we believe they should. 
Use your voice and your platform to inspire others to take action, regardless if it's big or small. Not to cast stones at people who are doing it wrong or aren't taking enough action. I'm not saying to not inform and educate, but if you want to inspire others to take more action for this revolution, let's all make sure we do it from a place of love, service, and compassion, not judgment and righteousness. So that was the post that I made on my Instagram that a lot of people came out and said, thank you for sharing this because I was feeling uncertain if I should show up. I was feeling uncertain on how to show up because they were seeing people getting attacked because they were seeing all of these different messages and dialogue. And I also got attacked for making that post. And it just went straight alignment with the message that I'm saying we should not be taking. We should not be belittling and chastising and throwing stones at people that we don't think are doing it right. That is not the right way to show up in this movement. And like I said, when the whole coronavirus pandemic happened, I wanted people to ask themselves one year, two year, 10 years from now, how will you say you showed up during this movement? And I want you to ask yourself that again. How will you say that you showed up during this time? Were you hateful? Were you angry? Were you starting fights with other people that were on the same team as you? Were you showing up despite the fears? Were you doing the uncomfortable work of educating yourself? on this issue and doing what you could to take action and be a lifetime ally for Black Lives Matter and for freedom and justice and rights for all of humanity. So another person that posted something similar, his name is Stephen Bartlett. He is a CEO and entrepreneur of Social Chain. And he is a black CEO and he made this post. And this is the, another one that I fully agreed with. And he, he also had very composed thoughts around it. And I wanted to share what he said because it was similar in, in my message and what I was trying to get across, but he said it a little bit differently. So he said this, an unpopular black opinion. Trying to shame people into posting on social media about racism and Black Lives Matter the George Floyd incident is not fair or helpful. If someone doesn't post, that doesn't mean they don't care. And it doesn't make them a bad person. We all watched the same horrific video of a black man being asphyxiated to death by a white police officer as he pled for his life. It touched everyone in a deeply emotional way. However, we will all naturally deal with what we watched in completely different ways. Some people took to social media immediately. Some people spoke to their friends privately. Some people listened and tried to learn. Some people were so overwhelmed and confused that they couldn't find the words. We don't need everyone to talk. We need everyone to listen. Public social media posts are not the only way people process how they're feeling. In fact, public posts seem like one of the more unnatural ways to process intense, personal, and complicated emotions. People that post less aren't more racist. Let's remember, the goal here isn't to trend on social media or to be politically correct to our followers. The goal is change. And there are many important pathways to change. One is self-reflection. One is political pressure. One is protesting. One is educating ourselves. 
any quick and easy action like a social media post that endeavors to solve such a complex and systemic issue is probably not going to be a meaningful and effective action. So if someone's first reaction wasn't a tweet or Instagram story, maybe they're thinking a little deeper. As a black man that has experienced racism through my life, I don't want people to post because they think they have to or because they feel pressured to. I would rather they spent their time listening, learning, and reflecting. After all, real change starts at home. It's been incredible to see people of all races standing in solidarity in streets all over the world. It's been incredible to see people use their platforms to educate and inform. But please don't assume anything from someone's silence and don't pressure them to react like you. In a moment like this, there is no correct reaction. There is only empathy and how it inspires various types of change. And the truth is, if we are able to show a little more empathy as humans, we probably wouldn't be in this position in the first place. So that was his post. Again, Stephen Bartlett. I will link that in the show notes and I'll link my post as well. So I don't really have a script to say exactly step-by-step process on how you should show up. But what I do want to say is that if you're taking the steps to educate yourself, if you're trying, if you're learning and you're listening and you're empathizing and you're coming from a place of love and compassion and you want to share that and you want to share your journey through that, that's amazing. And if you don't choose to publicly post on social media and share your journey, that is also totally okay. And we as a woke human conscious collective that are all rallying for this cause of black human rights should not make this political. We should not chastise people that are trying to learn, that are trying to navigate this very complex systemic issue. We should all be trying our best to educate, to inform, to inspire people to educate and inform and listen. And so if you're scared to speak out, I want to invite you to be okay with not being okay and not knowing everything on this issue. I am not an anti-racist or activist expert at all, by any means. I do not have any specialties or credentials or any experience. I marched in my first protest ever a week ago. So to say that I am very new to all of this would be an understatement. But I am learning, I am listening, and I am trying my best to have compassion and empathy for all parties, not just people in the Black community, but for people of white privilege that are just now waking up to the issues and trying to learn and trying to educate themselves and are listening. I want you to know that you are doing your best. And if it feels uncomfortable and it feels scary and it feels anxious and it feels heavy, that's good. That means you're doing the work, the inner work. The inner work is where the real change happens when we can reflect on how we have probably contributed to this systemic issue by our ignorance about it, by our inaction about it. I'm a guilty party of that. I had no idea that This was such a huge issue. I mean, I knew, I knew, but not really. And I'm now learning 
and now educating and now understanding and trying to hear all narratives and all perspectives and not to try and one up or start a fight, but to listen and to learn and to find my place in all of this and find my place in this movement. Not all of us are meant to go to social media or to be on the front lines of the protests. Some of us are people that are more empaths and caretakers and being there for one another privately in our homes and with our friends. Some of us want to be leaders of this revolution. Some of us want to be vocal and speak out. Some of us want to be on the front lines. Some of us want to educate and teach our kids and future generations about racism and about equality and about human rights. All of us have different places in this revolution. I want you to know if you are still finding your footing and finding your place in this revolution, that that is a beautiful thing and to not be ashamed of it. And I think the best thing that we can do is to continue to educate, to continue to listen to as many people in the Black community, friends and that you have that are Black and hear their stories and hear their perspectives and hear how they're doing. The best thing that we can do is educate and take action as we're educating ourselves and as we're learning. And if you want to publicly share that journey and share what you're learning and share what you're hearing and sharing the tools and the books and the documentaries and the websites that you're finding helpful and the places that you're contributing to to take action and the petitions that you're signing, if you want to do that and spread that message on social media, amazing. If you want to share those links and documents and resources with your family and with your friends, amazing. But we should not belittle. We should not chastise. We should not fight people that are trying, okay? Just because they aren't doing things the way that we think that they should be doing. And this is not a message to say that we should not be open to feedback and we should not be open to different perspectives and narratives. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that there is a right way and wrong way to disagree with someone. And the wrong way is publicly chastising them, publicly ridiculing them, showing pictures and graphics on their Instagram stories. What does that say about you? What does that say about your cause if you're doing that? What does it really say about you? I believe in dialogue. I believe in peaceful dialogue. I believe that we can all, without violence, without anger, Hear other people's point of view without arguing and without trying to one-up. And we can also peacefully disagree and respectfully disagree. And that is a beautiful freaking thing. So hopefully this podcast episode helped you a little bit. If you are finding your footing in all of this, I encourage you just to continue to educate yourself continue to find those resources. Start with the Black Lives Matter website. Start Googling and finding books on anti-racism. If you want a great documentary, I started watching 13th on Netflix. That is a great documentary that talks about the systematic injustice in the system against Black people. 13th on Netflix. I will link that in the show notes as well. So please listen. Please learn. Please educate. Please be okay to listening to feedback, but you don't need to tolerate attacks. And I think that's a really important thing. If someone is attacking you for trying, that says a lot more about their character than it does your own. And so don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to share what you're learning, 
to share your voice and all of this and know that it's going to be messy and you might say the wrong thing and you might offend people for your opinion. But when you're coming from a place of love and service and compassion and empathy and people still want to argue and pick a fight with you, like I said, that says more about their character. I'm all about open dialogue. If someone disagrees with your narrative or your perspective, I believe in having a peaceful one-on-one -on -one conversation with them. But if they want to take it publicly, that says a lot more about them than it does you. And so don't be afraid to share your voice and share your truths and share your story and how you're navigating all of this. I encourage you. If you've been wanting to speak up, but you've been scared, I encourage you to have those conversations, to talk on social media, to talk to your family members, to talk to your loved ones, to talk to your friends and come from that place of love and compassion and service and growth. I hope that this was helpful for you guys. I hope that this podcast episode found you at a time when maybe you really, really needed it. I know I've had a very difficult week with everything that's going on. I've had a very difficult week processing everything, but doing the uncomfortable work is to me the least that we can do in moving forward. If you haven't dealt with racism and you're just educating yourself on it, that is white privilege, my friend. And don't be ashamed that you have to educate yourself on this, but do do the work and do do the uncomfortable work and get real and honest and raw with yourself. Okay. I love you guys so, so much. And I hope that this helped you. If it did, please, 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 if you think that other people need to hear this message, please share it with a friend or share it on your stories. If it's something that you feel other people need to hear and listen to, I want more people to listen to this message now more than ever, because I do believe that even those people that are criticizing others you know, I believe that they're passionate. I do. I do believe that they're passionate about this cause and I understand their perspective, but I just don't believe that chastising and judging and ridiculing people into action is the right path. And I want us all to wake up and do better and be better. All right. I love you guys so, so much. Like I said, please share this with someone or share it on your stories. Let me know what you loved most about this podcast episode and I'll see you next week. Bye, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of the High Vibe community. If you loved this episode, I would be so grateful if you could leave a review or take a screenshot and share it with a friend so more women can find this podcast. For more on me, visit torinishino.com or find me on social media just by searching my name. Until next time, friends, live your high vibe life.